Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I really believe that God wants to encounter us today, and he sees you, and he knows you. Even the parts of yourself that you keep hidden from everybody else, God sees that. And I really believe God wants to speak to us today, and all we need to do is just let him speak to us. God rarely has nothing to say. And so if we ask him to speak to our hearts today, I really believe that he has something to say to each of us today. So today's service, like Mark said, is going to be a little bit different. Um, normally we worship, and then there's a message, and then we worship. And we're, we're going to do things a little different. So this is your time, actually. It's been a long week. We have um, dealt with problems in our families and at, at work and with our neighbors, maybe. And we're just going to set that aside right now. And we're just going to decide that we want to encounter the living God. So just focus here and now. I want you to ask God real quickly in your hearts. I want you to speak to me, God, today. I don't want to leave today without you talking to me. And we're going to worship a little differently, too. Um, worshiping God, the definition is not singing a bunch of songs. Um, it is not a, a task on our task list. We worship God in spirit and in truth. And we worship God in spirit that means we give the right value to who God is. And we worship in truth. We give um, the right understanding of who God is. So with the right value, worshiping God in spirit is, is, is adoration. And, and it's um, when you adore somebody, you, you've got passion. There's love. There's an expression. And that is part of worship is that love and adoration and expression but then we also worship God in truth and we don't put him in a box and we tell God who he is. We let God tell us who he is. Okay, so we're gonna worship God in, in both those ways. So everyone's created differently. God created us to express to him differently. So what your neighbor is gonna do and how they express themselves through worship will be different than what you do and that's totally fine. I just want you to be yourselves who God created you to be, okay? For, so for some people, you might raise your hand while you worship and that's totally invited today. For some of you, you might want to be quiet. You might want to sit. You might want to kneel. I have a friend who likes to take her shoes off when she worships. And you have full freedom today to do that. Some of you like to journal while you're worshiping. And you can do that too. If you got a cell phone, you open up notes and you can, you can type in little notes. There's no judgment here if you are pulling out your phone. We understand, okay? So let's just go ahead and pray before we start to worship. God, we want you to meet us in a significant way today. Help us to put aside our worldly thoughts, anything that might distract us from meeting with you today. God, speak to us. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? You are in charge now. Open our ears. Help us to hear you. Open our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's stand. Let's start to worship. Be the shadow where 
found a video and it says the name of our Lord. Every time the Bible mentions God, um, the, all the video is doing is just reciting each name. From Genesis to Revelations, guess how long it takes to recite every name of God? 11 minutes. So I'm going to have it, take a seat now and we're going to watch this video. And I want you just to soak it in. Let God tell you who he is. God's nature never changes. He is and he will always be. He is who he is. That's what his name Jehovah even means. It means I am. Yahweh means he is. He's God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is. Judge, Creator, Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah, El Elyon, the Most High God, Adonai, Lord, Master, El Shaddai, Lord, God Almighty, El Alam, the Everlasting God, the God of Eternity, the God of the Universe, the God of Ancient Days. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is the Shiloh, the Peacemaker, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. He is Kana, jealous. He is Jehovah Enkadash, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. He is, he is a star. A scepter out of Israel. The cursed of God. The captain of the host of the Lord. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. The rock of my salvation. My salvation. He is the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. He is the day's man. The interpreter. My rock and my redeemer. He is crowned, the crown of pure gold. The most blessed forever. 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 He is the forsaken. The worm and no man. He is Jehovah Ra. He is my restorer. The king of glory. He who sitteth king forever. He is a stranger and an alien. My strong rock, my rock and my fortress. Fairer than the children of men. The rock that is higher than I. The rock of my strength. The rock of habitation. He is as rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. The rock of my heart. The, the shield. shield. The rock of my refuge. The king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. A brother born for adversity. The friend that loveth at all times. A stone of grace. A friend that seeketh closer than the brother. He is his ointment poured forth. My well-beloved. A bundle of myrrh. A cluster of henna blooms. The rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. The lily of the valley. The chiefest among ten thousand. His countenance is as Lebanon. Yea, he is altogether lovely. He is my beloved and my friend. He is holy, holy, holy. He's a sanctuary. The great light. A son given. The mighty God. The father of eternity. He is a child born. The prince of peace. An ensign of the people. The nail fastened in a sure place. A strength to the poor, strength. the strength to the needy in distress. A shadow from the heat, a refuge from the storm. 
He is the rock of ages. A crown of glory and beauty. He is a stone. A triad stone. A covert from the tempest. From the tempest. He is as rivers of water in a dry place. As the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. As a hiding place from the wind. He is the king in his beauty. My leader. The everlasting. The everlasting God. He is mine elect in whom my soul delighted. He is a light of the Gentiles. The covenant of the people. The polished shaft. Glorious. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is a man of sorrows. Despised. He's rejected. He is stricken. stricken. Smitten. He is wounded. Bruised. He is oppressed. He is my portion, my maker, my husband. He's the God of the old earth, the witness to his people, the leader, the commander, the redeemer. He is mighty. He is my physician. Jehovah Sid Canoe, the Lord our righteousness. David, their king, their king. My resting place. My feeder. The plant of renown. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is the prince of princes. The Messiah. The prince, the strength of the children of Israel, the, the hope, hope of, of thy people. people, the ruler. He is king over all the earth. He is a refiner's fire, holder's soap, my refiner, my purifier, purifier, the son of righteousness. He is Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, Emmanuel, God with us. He is born as the king of the Jews. He is a governor, the Nazarene, as the bridegroom. He is meek, lowly. He is the one of whom the Father says, My beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. The Son of the living God, Jesus the Christ, the, the Rock, the Builder, the Prophet of Nazareth. He is betrayed, mocked, crucified, the Holy One of God, my brother, the Carpenter, and his life is a ransom. He is the Son of the Blessed, the Son of the Highest, God my Savior, the Horn of Salvation. The day spring from on, on high. high. A savior which is Christ the Lord. The salvation of God. He is the glory of thy people Israel. Lord of the Sabbath. My healer. The Christ of God. My servant. The chosen of God. He is risen. He is risen. A prophet mighty in deed and word. He is the word. The word that was with God. The word that was God. The light of men. The true light. The word that was made flesh. He is the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. The Lamb of God. My teacher. teacher. The gift of God. gift of God. He is Messiah. The bread of God. The bread of life. He is my meat. My drink. The light of the world. The door of the sheep. The, the good, good shepherd, shepherd that, that laid down his life. life. The scent of the Father. He is the resurrection. The king of the daughter of Zion. The corn of wheat. He is the light. The light. My Lord, Master. My example. He is the way, the truth, the life, the vine, scourged, crowned with a crown of thorns, crucified as the king of the Jews. He is exalted, glorified, the holy one and the just, the prince of life, the anointed, the prince and his savior. He is Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. The judge. Jesus of Nazareth. The mercy seat. Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the firstborn among many brethren. Over all, God blessed forever. Lord over all. The deliverer. deliverer. Lord both of the dead and living. The minister of the circumcision. He is my wisdom. My righteousness. My sanctification. My redemption. He is the foundation. My Passover, the spiritual rock. The head of every man. The first fruits of them that slept. He is the last Adam. The quickening spirit. The image of God. His unspeakable gift. My peace. He is the offering. He is the sacrifice. The head over all things to the church. He is he that filleth all in all. He is a servant who humbled.
humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, creator of all things, the firstborn from the dead, the head of the body, the church, the head of all principalities and powers. He is my all and all. He, he is, is our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is Lord of peace. He is our Lord of hope. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the justified, the mediator, the righteous judge, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is obedient and his throne is forever and ever. And ever. He is the upholder of all things, the express image of his person, the brightness of his glory. He is Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever, the shepherd of the sheep, the great shepherd that was brought again from the dead. He is a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle and his flesh is the veil which was wrapped in two. He is the altar, the offerer, the forerunner for us. Enter even Jesus. He is the priest, the, priest. the high priest, the great high priest, the intercessor, the surety, the covenanter. He is the captain of salvation, the author and finisher of faith, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. He is crowned with glory and honor. The merciful, the faithful, he is holy, harmless, undefiled, he is the shepherd, he is the perfect, he is my helper, the lamb without blemish, and without spot, the living stone, he's a cheap cornerstone, he is a precious stone, he is guileless, he is bottom, he is the chief shepherd that shall again appear. Today's star, my savior, he is the word of life, he is the life, he is that eternal life which was with the Father, he is Jesus Christ, the righteous. The Savior of the world, the true God, the true God, the Advocate. He is the Advocate. The Advocate. He is Jesus Christ. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. He is. He is the Almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. He is he that liveth. He is the tree of life. He is the hidden manna. He is the faithful and the true witness. He is. Amen. He is the beginning of the creation of God. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. You, the lamb that was slain. The lamb in the midst of the throne. The lamb slain. The king of saints. The king of nations. Oh, God. Faithful and true. Crowned with many 
those names of Jesus, I was moving and our spirits were stirring. There was a name that stuck out to you, wasn't there? There was, there was a name that you heard and you heard God say, that is who I am to you. That's my name to you. There's this verse I love in Isaiah, Isaiah 49, 16. See, I have engraved your names on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. See, loved ones, God loves us so much that he has tattooed our names on his palms. Now, when I get a tattoo, I have a few. I put them in a place where you can't always see them because I don't really want other people to know. But God wants everybody to know, and he wants your name on the palm of his hand. So that name that Jesus, that name of Jesus that you heard that really struck you, I want you to think of it right now. And I want you to grab a pen. There's pens on your seats. Grab a pen. That name that you heard in that video that struck you and said, that is, that is my Jesus, that's my God. I want you to write it on the palm of your hand. Church, we need to remember how big our God is and we remember by reminding each other so as an act of worship, we're going to call out his name together. The name that you wrote on your palm, I want you to call it out for your family to hear. For me, God is my portion. He's my provider.
share with you a, a personal story about um, what God has taught me about worship. And I know that God teaches us all different things, so this is, this is just my personal experience I, I want to share with you. Many of you know that, um, a little bit about me, that I have a son with a traumatic brain injury. He's nine years old right now, but when he was one, just a quick summary, he fell out of a second story window and he hit his head on a wooden deck. And on impact, his heart stopped beating. So he was clinically dead. And the paramedics came and uh, brought him urgently to the nearest hospital. And 25 minutes later, without a heartbeat, his heart began to beat again. He has significant brain damage. Now, he was at a hospital um, that wasn't going to um, be effective enough for him after they got his heart started. They wanted to airlift him to another um, trauma center. And uh, so he was going to take a helicopter ride, and he was so fragile. In fact, I had to sign a consent form saying that uh, I was very aware that he might not make it. Like, his heart was beating when he got on the helicopter, but when he gets off the helicopter, it might not be still beating. So he got on the helicopter, and I remember racing with my family to Lutheran General Hospital, and we sat in the waiting room, and we waited for that helicopter to land, and we didn't know if he was going to land dead or alive. And in that waiting room, there was a pastor, um, a Spanish-speaking pastor, spoke a little bit of English, but he said something to me I'll never forget, and it changed my perspective he looked at me and he said, this is the moment when you decide what you believe about God. It's in hardship when we decide what we believe about God. And at that moment, I remember I trembled to the ground and I remember getting flat on my face. Love God's when we choose to worship him, our battle becomes holy ground God's presence consumes us. His truth marches in front of us. Because even when we can't see what's about to happen, we let the one who knows what's about to happen march in front of us. And I laid my face on that cold hospital floor. It was disgusting. And I remember very, very weakly raising my hand. And I remember saying, God, no matter what. I remember thinking, no matter what. No matter what happens, whether my son lives or dies, you're good. We don't have to be strong. We just have to make a decision. I was not strong, but I made a decision. I was definitely not strong. In fact, afterwards, I spiraled quite a bit. But I remember in the waiting room with my family, we sang a worship song. While we were waiting for the helicopter to land, we sang, Father, I adore you. 
and I lay my life before you. How I love you. And it's been hard every day ever since. And every day I have to make a new decision that I'm going to choose to worship him. Worshiping God benefits us. See, when we choose to worship him, we get to remember that he's in control and I'm not. Worshiping God benefits us because it gives us the peace that surpasses understanding, the joy in the midst of grief, contentment in the midst of chaos. Worshiping God reminds us that God is who we need him to be. We remember how big our God is when we worship him because when we call out to him, God, you are mighty, we remember he is mighty for me. God, you are my provider. We remember he is going to provide for me. God, you are good and you're loving and you're kind. We remember he's good and loving and kind to me. Worshiping God brings us peace because it helps us remember that he is exactly who we need him to be. And when do we need to remember that God is good? When we're broken, when we're messy, when we're unraveling. That's when we need to remember. I think it's really good to remember. I think it's really good to worship God when things are going well. I think we should. But I think it's even better to worship God when things are not going well. Worshiping God brings sweet intimacy because He is near to the brokenhearted. Some of my favorite moments with God were in the midst of my deepest pain. So here's my challenge to you. Don't miss it. Don't miss worshiping in the middle of your hardship. Don't miss his tenderness, his presence, his sweetness. Don't miss him reminding you how big he is. So I want you, we're going to take a moment right now just to take a minute for you to kind of be with God in your mind and your heart and decide today, right now, just lay your heart at his feet and decide that you're going to praise him for who he is because he's exactly who you need him to be. Father, I adore you, and I lay my life before you, how I love you. If you made a decision, join me. Jesus, I adore you, and I lay my life before you, how I 
that I love in the New Testament. There's this woman who's been sick for 12 years and she's tried everything with doctors and nothing's helping and she decides that what she believes about God is that Jesus can heal her. She makes that decision and what she does is she puts her faith into action and God, he loves our faith but he expects action. So this woman um, knew where Jesus was, and he was surrounded by a huge crowd of people. So she got down on her knees, and she started to crawl between the legs of the people trying to get to Jesus because she knew her faith, in her faith, she knew that if she just got to Jesus, she could get healed. And so she makes her way over to Jesus, and then she reaches out, and she touches the hem of uh, Jesus' clothing, and she's immediately healed. And then Jesus is like, who touched me? Now, he already knew. And the crowd around him, his disciples were like, uh, like everybody, because you're in a crowd. And he's like, no, no, my power. I felt my power go. Who touched me? Now, he knew who touched him, because he knows us. But he wanted that woman to, to acknowledge him. And this is, this is what this is what is said. Some, but Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out for me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden anymore, her faith now was public, not private, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people that the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And Jesus said to her, daughter, he calls her daughter, that's personal. He gets personal with her. Be of good cheer, your faith has made you well. See, it wasn't the touching of the hem that made her well. It was her faith that made her well. But it was the touching of the hem that proved of her faith. So what Stacy did was spent many hours making these little hems so that when you come up later this morning to get communion, um, the place where you drop off your little cup when you're done with it, there's going to be a basket of hems. And if you want that symbol, that action, now, it's your faith that God is going to reward you for, but sometimes that action, we need that symbol to remind ourselves of our faith. And so you can take the hem, you can put it in your Bible or in your pocket, wherever you want to see it. I, put, I took a hem and I taped it to uh, the wall of my um, son's bed, right next to his bed. So every time I lay him down to sleep, I look at the hem and I remember that I'm believing God for good things for Micah. If we know he's a good God and we believe he's a loving God and we want to worship and we know it's the right thing to do, why is it so hard? I think it's because we don't fully understand or can comprehend his love. When my daughter was two, she had two things she loved. She loved going to McDonald's and playing in the playland and she loved McNuggets. And I know, bad mom. I let her eat it for, for two years. That was the only thing she would eat. 
Um, so, well, she had three things she loved. The other thing she loved to do is she loved to throw fits if we were in a store. She grew out of that, thankfully. But um, one particular day, we were in Kmart, when Kmart was over here in McHenry. And she had been so good. And I was so proud of her. And I decided in my heart that I was going to bless her. And we were going to go to McDonald's. But if you remember, there was this little, like, cafeteria kind of thing in there where they put stuff in the microwave and you paid five bucks for it, you know. And um, she decided in that moment that that's where she wanted to eat, and she wanted to eat now. I said, if you'll give me just a couple minutes, Mom's got a surprise for you. I don't care about your surprise. I want to eat here. I want to eat now. And this escalated and continued and escalated and continued. And I said, please just trust me. I have something better for you. In that moment, God spoke to my heart. That's me and you. So many times, I don't give you exactly what you think you want or deserve, and you throw these little fits. (laughs) But you don't trust that I might have something better for you. Well, it's no surprise, you know, uh, who of us here hasn't um, been loved unwell. Maybe we weren't loved the way we needed to be loved. Or maybe somebody loved us with ulterior motives. Or maybe they just chose not to love us at all when they said they would. And I'd like to tell you, and I'd like to just believe that we're a bunch of broken-hearted people and that's all it is, but truth of the matter there have been times where I haven't loved people the way they needed to be loved there have been times when I just out and out refused and there have been times that in retrospect maybe my motives weren't as pure as they could have been So it's not unsurprising that we can't seem to comprehend sometimes that the love he has for us is supernatural. It's divine. It exceeds the way I have been loved, and mercifully, it exceeds the way I have loved. So I want to sing a song with you that kind of defines his love. You don't give your heart in pieces. You don't hide yourself to tease us. You don't give your heart. just a minute, Jason is going to come and lead us in communion. Let's not let this just be another act. But let us remember that this is the demonstration of his love for us. 
It's his sacrifice on the cross. In this meal, we remember that Christ gave himself wholly and fully, entirely for each of us. Not in pieces, but the whole is the sacrifice that was needed to restore that relationship we have through him. We get to experience this meal together as a community. On the night he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks. He gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. After they had eaten, he took the cup. He gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is my blood shed for you in the new covenant for the forgiveness of all of your sins. We join our Redeemer, our Rock, our Savior, the Lion, the Lamb, at his table this morning. Welcome to the table of the Lord. unashamed your love is proud to be seen with me to be seen with me Uncontrolled, uncontained. 
a fire burning bright for me. It's not a spark, no, not just a flame. Your love is light that all the world will see. That all the world will see. You don't give your heart in pieces. You don't hide yourself to
And may the good God who reigns show his face on you this week. No matter what comes, know holding on to his hem, he's got you. And you can find rest there. Amen.